Charles Darwin proposed two basic mechanisms through which evolutionary change occurs. The first, and better known, is natural selection. Economic philosopher Herbert Spencer later coined the phrase survival of the fittest to describe this mechanism, though most biologists still prefer natural selection. It's important to understand that evolution is not a process of improvement. Natural selection simply asserts that species change as they adapt to ever-changing environments. One of the chronic mistakes made by would-be social Darwinists is to assume that evolution is a process by which human beings or social societies become better. It is not. Those organisms best able to survive in a challenging, shifting environment live to reproduce. As survivors, their genetic code likely contains information advantageous to their offspring in that particular environment. But the environment can change at any moment, thus neutralizing the advantage. Charles Darwin was far from the first to propose that some sort of evolution was taking place in the natural world. Darwin's grandfather, Erasmus Darwin, had noted the process of differentiation evident in both plants and animals. The big question was how it happened. What was the mechanism by which species differentiated from each other? Darwin was particularly struck by the subtle differences in the finches he'd seen on various islands in the Galapagos. This insight suggested that environment was crucial to the process, but until later he had no way of explaining how the environment shapes organisms over generations. What is evolutionary psychology and why should you care? Evolutionary, psych- or rather, evolutionary theory has been applied to the body pretty much since Darwin published On the Origin of Species. He'd been sitting in his theory for decades, fearing the controversy sure to follow its publication. If you want to know why human beings have ears on the sides of their heads and eyes up front, evolutionary theory can tell you, just as it can tell you why birds have their eyes on the sides of their heads and no visible ears at all. Evolutionary theory, in other words, offers explanations of how bodies came to be as they are. In 1975, E.O. Wilson made a radical proposal in a short explosive book called Sociobiology. Wilson argued that evolutionary theory could be indeed must be applied to behavior, not just bodies. Later, to avoid rapidly accumulating negative connotations, some associated with eugenics, founded by Darwin's cousin Francis Galton, the approach was renamed evolutionary psychology, or EP. Wilson proposed to bring evolutionary theory to bear, to bear on a few central questions. 
of unspeakable importance. How does the mind work? And beyond that, why does it work in such a way and not another? And from these two considerations together, what is man's ultimate nature? He argued that evolutionary theory is, quote, the essential first hypothesis from my, from any serious consideration of the human condition, and that without it, the humanities and social sciences are the limited descriptors of surface phenomena. Still, the astronom like astronomy without physics, biology without chemistry and mathematics without algebra, algebra. Beginning with sociobiology and on human nature, a follow-up volume Wilson published three years later, evolutionary theorists began to shift their focus from eyes, ears, feathers, and fur to less tangible, far more contentious issues such as love, jealousy, mate choice, war, murder, rape, and altruism. Juicy subject matter lifted from epics and soap operas became fodder for study and debate in respectable American universities. Evolutionary psychology was born.